you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Welcome to the NFL Player Second Acts Podcast. I'm Peanut Tillman, and this is my uncle, Roman Harper. I was your nephew earlier. Thank you. You can be my uncle, Roman. You know, you go up and down, whatever. You look older than me. All right. Well, look, as always, I want you guys to give us a like, a five-star rating review. After that, make sure you hit follow, give us a subscription, and anywhere you listen to your podcast at, whether it's iHeart or Apple Podcasts. Hey, we had a great interview with Calvin Johnson. Give it a listen. I'm excited about this guest uh, that we have today, and it's really because we know this player very, very well. We both played against him. You yes. played against him all the time. You guys had legendary battles, and uh, he is a great human being, doing some really great things. Smart brother, and just uh, an immaculate person as well. Uh, very humble, and just really great to have him here. Look, he's, I'm going to read some of his resume highlights, because he's, he's got so many. Uh, it's a lot. It's, it's, a, it's a lot. Uh, well, first off, they call him Megatron. Megatron. He's the second overall pick in the 2007 draft. He played nine years for the Detroit Lions from the D. Four-time All-Pro, holds the NFL record for the most receiving yards in a single season, 1,900 yards, well, 1,964. Um, he got inducted into the NFL Hall of Fame in 2021. First ballot. Yes, sir. First ballot. That means something. <laughs> that means a whole lot. So uh, please welcome uh, a good friend of mine and our guest, Calvin Johnson. Appreciate it, fellas. What's good, man? Going good, man. It's good to see y'all, buddy, man. It's uh. It's been a long time. Yeah, it's, it, it has been. Like, we were, you know, we were uh, uh, across the way and uh, across the room, and I was like, oh, man, is that, is that who I think that is? And I, was, I, was, I think I was talking to CJ. I was like, yo, man, we had some legendary battles, yo. Like, that, we was like, uh, uh, I leave Frazier. Like, yes. we had some heavyweight battles. And you know, it was it, great. We want, I'm gonna, I want to ask him about that. But first of all, I want to know, before, uh, before we address the elephant in the room, because I got a real big question for you, too, <laughs> about your career. But number one, um, what was your first like welcome to the NFL moment? You get drafted to Detroit. You come from Georgia Tech. Not everybody saw you play and ball out in college, mm -hmm. but we saw you at the combine. Yeah. And we talked about that earlier. I asked him, did he? For those that don't know, I said, Calvin, did you run at the combine? We were talking about it. He's like, Oh yeah, I, I ran. I was like, oh, Yeah, I forgot. He <laughs> said it casually too. Yeah, because like, yeah, 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 yeah. he knew we killed it. Yeah. Two forty four three five. Oh, 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 fast guys. Always run fast. So uh, what was your first, like, welcome to the NFL moment going to Detroit? 
Man, whew, so many. But welcome to the NFL. Shoot, when I got, when I landed in Detroit, man. We went to uh, the practice facility, and I think we did, went downtown, maybe to the stadium. But on my way from the airport, I wanted to go right back home. I'm like, can y'all put me on the next thing? Smoking <laughs> back to Atlanta, bro. Because all I saw was dilapidated buildings, burnt down buildings. Yeah, it was an eyesore. Detroit. I mean, from where Detroit is now mm-hmm. to where it was 15 years ago, night and day. That and that's dead smack in the middle of the, the crisis too, in the housing crisis in 07. Yeah, probably getting drafted in 07. Yep. So yeah, they, you're dead smack in the middle of it. It's, oh yeah. Everything's going Detroit down. Detroit got thousands and thousands of homes, and you can only imagine like how many were abandoned, like I say, burnt down. And it was just, it was a very depressing scene to say the least. Calvin, could you please indulge in this and give us an insight on what all you knew when you had to face against Charles Peanut Tillman? Because you guys <laughs> faced each other twice a year, legendary battles. This, he had the formula against you, yeah. actually. He was like the one guy around the league that we say, hey, yep. we can try and emulate anything like Peanut mm-hmm. was doing. At least frustrate him, you know, hold yeah. him to 60 yards. That's a great day against yep. Calvin Johnson. So what did you know or do prepare mentally, physically going into these games? First before before I, the first time I played Peanut, all I heard was from Roy Williams, like, you got a dog over there. I'm just like, all right, you know, I'll, yeah, yeah, <laughs> I'll yeah. see what I get out there, you know. <laughs> but the first game I played, um, you was playing maybe a little bit of Roy, but then later in the game I started seeing more of you. And I was I was mad at Peanut for a minute, you know, at least at like the, until the next year until I talked to you again because he tackled me and he has almost like a horse collar tackle on the sideline, like oh yeah, <laughs> but I was so mad toward the end zone, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I remember like, that yeah. on our sideline, and I was like I, I was just mad at him. He didn't he probably didn't know. I but didn't I, I was just now steaming. I was just I did not and like you're him. You're not a trash I was, talker I was, like, I was like he's a he's, he's not a good guy. Oh, he's, <laughs> he's not, not a good, good guy. guy. <laughs> <laughs> that's Calvin Johnson trash talk guy. Yeah, that's his trash talk. He's not a good guy. He's not a good guy. You know he a good dude. <laughs> but every but ever since then, man, I had to play this dude twice a year. Yeah, it's a bring your lunch pail kind of game. There's not a playoff, and it, this there, there's mm, I don't know if there's another player like this where I had to play against, and every play he gonna bring it. Like usually by the end of the game, like I'm, I'm leaning on folks. I'm like I like to grab them, try to move them around a little yeah. bit. So I'm, I'm here, you know, I'm gonna be here all game. Peanut was bringing that same energy, so I'm like, okay. All right, this is how it's going to be. I'm like, dang, boy, I can't wait for this boy to get traded. <laughs> but, no, nah, it, was, it was beautiful, man, because he, he made plays on me. You know, I was able to make plays, but it was never easy. He made me work for it, and that's why I appreciate it the most. That's why, why I like playing Chicago so much because I knew I was going to get that legitimate battle. It's going to be super authentic. It's going to be tough as hell. But at the end of the game, you know, whether we win or we lose, I know I was going to be satisfied because I know I was going to get my all, and I know I was going to get it all from him. Yeah, I I think I can honestly say that when people ask me about who was um, one of the toughest receivers, you are in that conversation. And the thing that I appreciated the most about you, because everyone's like, oh, who's the the biggest trash talker? Who talked it? I was like, it wasn't – Calvin, he didn't – I never heard him say that. He didn't say nothing. (laughs) You want to know why? He was quiet. (laughs) You want to know why? Yeah. Why? Bro, you see me out there. I'm running nines all game. You are running. I ain't got time to be talking to y'all. I'm trying to You're keep my tired. win right. You're just tired <laughs> so I, the whole time. I'm trying to be there at the end of the game. Yeah. <laughs> so I would, I would literally say, I was like, he don't. He's, I agree. Just, <laughs> he's a, a silent professional. He, he doesn't say nothing. He just, you know, you make a good play. He makes a good play. He gets up, gives a ball to the official, goes back in the huddle, and he just does it again. Touchdown. He. All right, so Pino, what, <laughs> is your, what is your best Calvin Johnson moment? Best Calvin Johnson moment. Um, I kind of liked 
So the 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 story of you ran like a reverse. Or, I yep, don't even. That's yeah, it. yeah, it was. It. A, yeah, it. so it was. I'd probably <laughs> I say both remember everything. that was that was your rookie year, right? Yep. Was that your rookie yep. year? So I switched over to right corner, and Zach Bowman was the left corner, and you were destroying Zach the entire game. So the second half came. Lovey Smith was like, "Hey." And that was that was the same year they were like, hey, uh, we think Zach's our 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 he's our our shutdown corner. We're moving you over to the right. And I was mm-hmm. like, okay, <laughs> we gonna see. Mm-hmm. And then you expose them that game. Come in halftime. Love you, Smith. I was like, yeah, we uh yeah, we probably we probably messed up. Let's uh <laughs> let's hey Peanut, you you go back to handling uh you just follow Calvin now. We we just we gonna let you take care of that. All right, cool. So I, I go back and I do that. And then it was a reverse. And I remember trying to take like the proper angle to try to get you, you know, four three five or four three two. So I'm running, running, and I never thought of myself as like a hard hitting guy. But I remember on that play when I hit him, I was like, yo, I brought his son. I gave him the business. <laughs> Let's go. Relax. I'm sorry. That's why I didn't, I didn't want to see him turned up like that. That's another reason why I didn't talk. I, 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 was, I, I was excited. Man turned up. I was excited. Because I, I, I don't hit people that hard, bro. So when I actually got one, I was like, yo, I, I felt like Ray Lewis. I felt like Lance Briggs. I felt like TD. Oh, like, I felt good. So that was like my, hell yeah, welcome to the league, sucker. <laughs> I was, yo. Y'all defense was mean. I yeah. agree. You mentioned Briggs and I had to crack on him one time in that game. Yeah. I come down in the short motion. Was peeking in, like, I hope you don't see me. <laughs> and he looked me up, he was like, and he, he gave me a nod. I was like, oh, <laughs> I had to go and hit him, but he gave me a concussion. <laughs> concussion. Boy, I remember yeah, that. man, we had, I, I will say this about Detroit, though, man. When you when you play the team into the division, mm-hmm. um, yeah. you know them well, you play them twice a year, but those are some of, I don't care if we were 10 and 0 and you guys were 0 and yep. 10 or whatever the record was, yep. those are always the toughest games. You know, you know, you this, uh, when we were in, in, in Carolina, we played Atlanta. We should have smashed Atlanta. Yeah. And they came up and beat the crap out of us. Mm-hmm. And that was year we went to the Super Bowl. That was yeah. it. We had a great team. It's just for whatever, for whatever reason, those teams that are in your division, yep. they know every little mm-hmm. thing and niche about you. And the way you get past that is the team who makes the fewest mistakes. Yep. Or executes the best. Mm-hmm. That's the team that's gonna actually gonna win the, All win right, the game it's, for you. It's one quick story here. I gotta get in, and and this is because it was literally the first time anybody in the NFL had ever done this. And so uh, we're in New Orleans. Detroit is coming in. It was early in Calvin's career, um, and literally we put two guys on Calvin right on the goal line, <laughs> just to tell Matthew Stafford like you're not gonna throw it here. And it was the first time anybody ever done this. So when we line up two guys right in front of you. In the red zone, number one, what goes through your mind? And then when you guys go to the sidelines, like how, how did this discussion go on? Because I know what we were thinking mm-hmm. and or what we were trying to do, which we were just going to say, we don't care if we play with nine guys, everybody else. But like, you can't do it. So <laughs> what happened on you guys? side? When I first saw that, when I lined up and I saw I'm like, OK, this is but my initial thought was like, OK, they're like, y'all were like on my on my shoulders. I'm like, I could split these guys and still go up and get it. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. But I know Matthew, when he looked out there, I know he was like. 
Mm-mm. I knew that. That's the first thing he said. <laughs> but I'm in my mind. I'm sitting here like every time I'm like, dude, just throw the ball up. Like, just throw me, it up. Give me a chance, you know. But yeah, Matthew, when he saw that, he was like, oh yeah, you didn't have a chance. He told me that. He was like, yeah. When I saw that, it was like, yeah, well, you weren't getting the ball. <laughs> I'm curious to know, like we would we would watch you day in and day out, week in and week out, year in and year out, dominate players all the time. I think y'all played Cincinnati and you caught it over three dudes. You played Dallas. You caught it over like two or three dudes. And I'm just like, man, this dude ain't human. What is it? I have like this. Y'all got like three DBs on him. You got a free, a strong and a corner. And he's still catching it over y'all. At what point did you realize you could dominate this game? Um, Probably like after my second year. In my rookie year, I had a couple of injuries. My second year, I came out strong, had a, a really good season, like mm-hmm. 1,300, 12, 1,300 yards. And it was that point when, you know, we were really, you know, Sean Jefferson, my, my coach, you know, we looked at each other at the end of the season. He was like, man, I want you going into the offseason, take a good look at yourself in the mirror. Because mm-hmm. what you did this year, it's got to be better next year. I'm like, shoot, how? I ain't never hit 13 before. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> but that's how he always just kept pushing me, man. Just take a look in the mirror. Let's look at our weaknesses. Yeah. We know what our strengths are, but we're going to work on those weaknesses day by day. Pick a, pick an attribute. We're going to work on it. And then by the end of the season, you know, by the end of training camp or what have you, if you take that approach, working on that one attribute that you need assistance in, obviously not neglecting everything else, but really it's putting a special focus on that. You know, you're going to see that attributes tend to um, tend to level up with the rest of the things that you're good with. So just taking those attributes one thing day by day, adding them, um, adding them to the repertoire or just building upon your toolkit. And, uh, you know, I'm able to you're able to, you know, just, you know, do the things that we're doing, doing on the field. Yeah. Be successful. Yeah. So did you. um I, I know what's my favorite pick. I know I got a I got a favorite play that like I think that like kind of stood out for me. Um, Nineteen hundred yards in one season, thirteen hundred, twelve hundred one season, thirteen hundred another season. Out of out of the nine years, with thousands of catches that you've had, mm-hmm. what's been like your number one catch? What's been your favorite catch yeah. slash touchdown? Now, it wasn't a touchdown. It was an overtime play. We were, we were down in Tampa. Uh, Drew Stanton was our quarterback. Matthew went down. He was hurt. And it was the – it's probably one of the coldest toe, uh, toe taps I've had mm-hmm. because it wasn't, a, it wasn't a typical toe tap. Uh, ran a comeback. Nice smooth route. Had to do running. I come back, but uh, I'm on the sideline already. And Drew has the ball. The ball is up high, and I can't jump. But fortunately, it's probably like just like seven, eight feet in the air. And I had a, uh, I had literally, I had my toe, my heels were all the way off the sideline. Literally, if this is the sideline, my heels were over the sideline. I was on the toes, on my toes, just keeping my feet in bounds and came down with a catch um, in overtime to help Jason Hansen go in and kick the game winning field goal. Nobody really knows about that one because you don't get seen, but that's I got it on my highlight. That's the one you, yeah. yeah. It's most probably because the route was crispy. And just the fundamentals and then and, and just the toe drag. Like, it wasn't even toe drag swag. Like, I ain't seen nobody catch a ball like that before. <laughs> like, both, just your toes are on the field. And, you know, it was like this, lean back. So, it, it was – I mean, I, I made a bunch of crazy catches. But, you know, just the, the moment in the game where that was, you know, um, you know how impactful it was, obviously – like, there's a lot of crazy things. I made catches on, big, on, on, on top of folks. You know, I, I, mean, I take the most pride in that. You know, seeing Randy Moss do it back in the day. Yeah. You know, I just want to take those attributes from Randy, T.O., just all those guys I watched growing up mm-hmm. and just do a little better. We're going to take a short break, and we'll be back in a minute. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring – 
your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Now, you talk about all your attributes and all those other things. And what attributes would you say attributed to what you're doing now, which is what got you into the medical cannabis industry? Uh, really just my hard-headedness, really, just going hard all the time. You know, that's why I'm in this cannabis industry. That's why I need it. <laughs> all these bumps and bruises, you know, but um, from, you know, all the time, all the, you know, we have those bumps and bruises. Yeah. And just, I use cannabis while I play Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, it was, it, it only really started using it when I got to the league. I used a little bit in college, but when I got to the league, it really was helping me with my, get to sleep, yeah. you know, limit the pain. Like after practice going home, yep. you know, you know, when I get home, I might light one up just cause like I get home and I'm aching. I always had chronic swelling in my knees and ankles and there wasn't really anything to you know, really help that. You just had this ice. Yeah. But did you, but did you know the marijuana was helping aid you or was it just like, nah, I just want to get high. It helped me with my quality of life. As far as, you know, being able to sleep and not have no problem at Mm -hmm. night, you know, just numbing the pain. Yeah. You know, but it really wasn't until I I was able to use it in a different application, you know, from different from smoking and actually using it in a topical form. Yeah. When I was really like light bulb, you know, Uh okay, let's get down to the science of this because there's something here. Right. So you got out. What what was your last year? 15. So your last year was 15. How long would you say it took you Mm -hmm. to have a understanding and start your own practice and and, and go out and, and and speak the way you speak about it because you're passionate about it. And I, mm-hmm. I, I I love that about you. But like, what? How long did, would you say it, it took you to to yeah. be or to become where you are right now? Yeah. Rather than just all right, I'm just light one up just for quality of life. Mm-hmm. When I got done playing, I, I mean, I'd had I did a couple of different things just trying to figure out where I wanted to be at. Right. Um. With timing, timing is everything. You it know, the cannabis injury came along in Michigan. I was passionate about it, and it was mainly, yeah, I used it while I was playing, but when I was on the Dancing with the Stars show, that's when I really, that's when the light bulb went off, because yeah. I was on the Dancing with the Stars show, and- They, like, they, they work was, you long hours, too. Huh? Oh, bro. Really? <laughs> don't let them trick you. Long hours. <laughs> Just don't really? let them trick you. Long it's hours. A hell of an experience. If you like to move, you like to dance, you like to be active, you know, it's did, a great did you win experience. It? I, I made it to the finals. I was in third place. Okay. But- um, you make it to the finals, you get your bonus. So it was good. <laughs> but I was in the show about three weeks, and you know, you dancing, bro. It's like footwork all yeah. day. It's just like tat, 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 tat. And my ankles and my knees started to swell up again on me. So it got to the point where I was just like, you know, I can't move out here like I need to. Yeah. It's like when I got done playing, I can't move. I can't yeah. have the explosion. And I would look at my ankles like balloons. And my buddy, I, I told my buddy, um, went to Georgia Tech with him. He's in the film uh, industry out there in Cali. Uh, I was like, man, I'm going to have to quit the show. Cause I, I like I just hang out with him whenever I went out there, and I was like, bro, I can't move. My ankles are swollen, my knees are swollen. Like I can't do all the I can't do all the moves and whatnot. And he brought he brought me a topical. This is, I remember the green glass jar with a gold cap. Used it a couple days later, my swelling started to go down and it stayed down. And I just kept on using. It. I'm like, okay, there's something here. Right. Yeah, there's something here. And that's where I mean, I was already passionate about cannabis because I knew how it helped me a little bit. But to really know that there's something more to it, that's when I was like, okay, let's get to the science of it. All right, now. What is the long-term plan for your company specifically? I know you're yep. talking about expanding into Boston and some mm-hmm. other areas. Yep. Um, I know you've been down in Alabama, 
doing mm-hmm. work with some of the, the hospitals and, and different people down there. Yep. Maybe share with some of the people. Uh, you know, I'm good friends with Rob Sims and his yeah, wife, yeah, of course, yeah, Natalie. Yeah. Oh yeah, uh, no, we, Rob. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. Went, to, went to school with his his wife Natalie and stuff like that. So I, I've got to know the other side of it, and I know some of your business partners, and I know what you guys are thinking. But I want you to share with some of our listeners some of the long term plans yeah. of what Calvin Johnson and this group is doing. Yeah, and we call it. I mean, our company is called Primitive. We call it Primitive because people have been using cannabis for thousands of years. So by definition, it is primitive. Yeah. Um, but we really truly believe in the healing powers of the plant. We're just here. We're, we're advocates for the industry. We're trying to destigmatize it, mm-hmm. but at the same time, come up with uh, new innovative products. And then that's what that's what I'm excited about right now because we're getting to that point where we're being able to create these new innovative products. And we talk about innovation in cannabis. You know, you, you, we're talking about bringing like you know pharmaceutical grade equipment yeah. and using it with cannabis. You know, and that's what we're doing right now. And and with, with that, we're able to create uh, the cannabis particles in such a small size using nanotechnology that it's more efficient. You know, all Tylenol and all those things, it's nanotechnology. It's a small particle size that's able to bypass through your intestinal system and get into the bloodstream, mm-hmm. therefore making it more effective. So just creating products um, of that sort. And we're just scratching the surface. You know, our first two products that we came out with is a ORS, which is an oral rehydration solution, and a topical cream. Right. Reason why we came out with those because we use them religiously when we played. You know, oh, got to stay hydrated. It's, it's key. And you get, and the topicals that we use, it was just cooling and heating. Right. There was really no function to it. But now we're able to add can- cannabinoids to it. Co- CBD. Cannabinoids. <laughs> we're able to add cannabinoids to it. So cannabinoids. CBD, okay. CBG, CBC, CBD, uh, or CBG. Adding these cannabinoids to them um, increases the uh, anti-inflammation uh, okay. properties that you're putting into your body. So, and those uh, different cannabinoids have proven to uh, be anti-inflammatory. So, it's exciting, man, just being able to bring these products to market that'll be effective for the masses. Uh, I know we got to go here, and uh, I want to ask you the same question we always try and ask everybody before we let you off the hot seat. I know you got to catch a flight, but who? Is in your Mount Rushmore of influence, whether it's coaches, parent, family. It's only four, but I would like okay. to know your your Mount Rushmore. Yeah, Mount Rushmore of influence. Um, I don't want to say parents because that's two. It's all right. Look at let's give them one. Let's give them one. Oh, they're they're hey, one entity. Your Mount they're one entity. <laughs> we, all right, we'll let you have one. So I got two my parents. Um, Derek Moore. He was my chaplain at Georgia Tech. You know, really spoke to me spiritually. Really got me in a place where. I was able to be my own believer, you know, mm. and not that I wasn't going into college, but to, you know, do it yourself, you know, to understand, have, a, have an understanding for yourself is different than yeah. just when you're coming up and, you know, getting it from your family and the church. Uh, so my parents, uh, Derek Moore, Sean Jefferson. Yeah, uh, my receiver coach. Great player. You know, too. he was a great player, but he's a great man. You know, um, not only did he teach us how to be great players, but his biggest, bigger focus was on being a, being a better man. All the skills he taught me, you know, it was, you know, uh, shoot, you know, all those different sayings, you know, keep stacking or, um, you know, uh, stay ready so you don't have to get ready. All those things ring true. And there's, there's, there's legitimate meaning behind all those things. Um, and lastly, <sighs> Dang, this last one's tough. I'm going to say my big sister. Okay. My big sister has been such an influence in my life, positive influence. You know, she's a doctor. When I was growing up, she was my tutor, mm-hmm. you know, for her. If it wasn't for her, you know, I might have went and played Major League Baseball out of high school, you know, not even went to college and played. So and I was able to get the college experience because she was tutoring me at Clark Atlanta University. I got to be around the AUC and just see what it's like to be in college. And I was like, oh, I can't forego this. So I uh, have my big sister. I have a tremendous amount of love for her. You know, she helps me with my foundation. Mm-hmm. So she's, uh, she's all and everything to us, too. So 
those are uh, those are my top four. Will Calvin, thank you, brother. I know you got to catch a flight. No, I appreciate y'all, man. Here, man. I, I love this is great, man. I love to catch up with y'all, man. We got to do this more. So we just finished up interviewing Calvin Johnson, and I told you all the first half of the story about uh, the first time that we played him. What I forgot to mention is the second half of that story. So second half, we go in, we go in for halftime, and Coach Smith, he comes to me and says, Lovey hey, Smith. Lovey Smith, yes. Yeah. Lovey Smith, he comes over, and they, they say, hey, uh, we're going to make a defensive adjustment real quick. Uh, we're going to put you back on Calvin Things aren't working out too well for Zach, so you line up on Calvin. Line up on Calvin, second half, do my thing. I mean, he catches a couple passes, but for the most part, I think I do a pretty good job of, uh, you know, locking him down. Well, toward the end of the game, or really like the last one of the last plays, um, I'm on the left. I'm on the right side. They put some crazy formation in. Calvin didn't get the lineup on my side. I think he was in a slot, and he motioned back across the field. Yes, we're going to get him away from Peanut. And he got him away from me. It was great matchup. So he's matched up back on Zach. And then I don't know the exact play, but I remember jamming my guy, and I looked across the field, and quarterback throws it. He catches it. I mean, it was a, it was a, an amazing catch kind of in the back half corner of the end zone. Yep. Two feet, falls down, sat there for a second, and then he used the ball to actually get like, up to get up and stand up. And then the referee was like, no catch, no catch, no catch. Well, it's also because when he used the ball to get up, the ball moved and yeah. it like squirted out to the side. And he got up celebrating. For those that you can go back and watch this play, yes. this is what brought up the whole is it a catch, catch or is no it not? Catch. catch no catch rule. Yeah. I know Des Bryant was another big one later on this is one versus of the first Green. Ones, but this is one of the first this real was, examples that. Yeah. You saw it. Calvin Johnson clearly caught this touchdown. He caught the ball. Got up to celebrate, used the ball as he was getting up, and it was a no catch. Yeah, 17 years later, I can, I can honestly <laughs> say, yeah, the man, Calvin, called the, he called the football. It, was a, you know, it should have been a touchdown. At the moment, at the time, I was like, no, we won that game. Woo-hoo. So tell me, because that's what else I want to know. You know. When you're on the sidelines, you see this guy catch the ball. So – your mind is it was a touchdown. When then, I first saw it, yeah, seeing then, it live on the other side of the field, I looked was like, oh damn, they, oh damn, he caught it. He caught it. Oh no, touch. He really caught that. But hey, let's get off the field. Let's right. go. So, so let's go. as a DB, because we always take the DB side. Yeah. At what point do you like, man? That, I mean, they kind of got cheated. That was kind of a touchdown. Immediately. I mean, we talked about it in the <laughs> locker room. It's like, you think that was a catch? Hell yeah, that was a catch. <laughs> I don't know how they didn't know it, but. I'll take the win. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's going to help us out. But, yeah, I think everyone knew it was a catch. Uh, he knew it was a catch. Um, yeah, that's just one less touchdown he has on his stat book. But, clearly, everyone knows it was a catch. Calvin torched us that game, and they should have won the game. But they didn't. Sorry, Megatron, we got the dub. But it was a catch, bro. It was a hell of a catch, too. Thank you guys for listening. You know, with with every show we do and every guest we have, we try to make it very authentic and just be vulnerable and open and secure and make this a safe place for these guys to talk. And you guys have been awesome for supporting us. We can't thank you enough. We are here to educate and entertain. So make sure, like always, and I always ask you, make sure you hit the subscribe button. Give us a five-star rating. Tell a friend to tell a friend to do what, Peanut? Tell a friend. Make sure anywhere you get your podcast, whether it's Apple or iHeart, link in. 
Appreciate y'all. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower, 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you.